Thank you, Justin. My name is Keith Folks. I'm the owner and founder of Mr. Keith's Gourmet Kettle Corn. Yes, sir. How you doing, Mr. Folks? Man, I'm doing great. How you doing? Thank, thank you for having me, man. Hey, thank you for coming, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. How's your day going so far? It's going pretty good. Okay. You know, I, I take my mom to the doctor, you know, day-to-day -day operation. Monday's kind of slow. Okay. You need a lot of business taken care of on Monday? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's what's up. Man, we're here. We're going to talk about popcorn, man. That's good. Let's talk about it. Yeah, that's that's a good subject for you, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, one of my favorites. Really? You know, yeah. How long have you been in the industry, man? I've been doing it since 2013. 2013. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 2013. Nine coming up on ten years. Huh? Getting close. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what what pushed you in that direction, man? Because I, I see a lot of individuals that do popcorn, but they don't look like us. Right. Absolutely. Well, actually, I'm I'm a, a byproduct of uh, the airline industry. Okay. And I was sitting in the office one day, and uh, my station manager bought uh, some popcorn back from Chicago, um, bought the Chicago mix. Wow. And, um, of course, I wasn't too uh, familiar with uh, the Chicago mix and the popcorn itself. You know, it have a, a tendency to stick in your teeth, right? And so I was like, no, 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 I don't want it. And she just kept trying to get me to try it. And finally, I broke down and tried it, and I couldn't believe, Justin, the quality, the taste, the savor. I was like, man, how many people are like me? They don't know what they don't know. This is a good product. It was that good. It was that good. Mm -hmm. Wow. So when when you when you were able to have that experience, that, that something just clicked, said, I got to yeah. turn the rest of the world on to this? Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's exactly what happened. I uh, then began to do research and development on how can I produce this product and bring it to Little Rock. Um, I began to call. Uh, first, I thought about uh, doing a franchise. And then I thought better of it after I had the conversation with them. Um, I decided to go out and do my own research and development and bring my own brand. Oh, wow. So all of your corn is, is made in-house? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. okay. So so we went through the, the stages of trial and error, mm -hmm. making your own corn and mm -hmm. doing the season and stuff yeah. like that? Actually, what I did was I did a little internet research. Okay. I found okay. a guy that was selling uh, equipment like for a food truck. And uh, of course, I couldn't. I didn't have the resources that, during that time to open up a brick and mortar. So I started with the food truck, uh -huh. and then once I, I uh, ordered the equipment, I didn't know how to operate the equipment. It took me a minute to get the timing down, to get the flavors down. A lot of people, needless to say, at work uh, inherited a lot of free popcorn. <laughs> Somebody got to try it out. Absolutely, right. Yeah. You need feedback. That's it. Yeah. Uh huh. So I got the feedback. And um, I was impressed with it. Um, I began to, I started my first event. I did it at, uh, at my church. And, and the members really enjoyed the product. And I was only doing just regular kettle. And then I began to add more flavors uh, as time went on. And, and once we started doing major festivals, I, I saw the way that the people really uh, bought the item. Mm -hmm. And from there, I, I decided that it, it needed to go into a brick and mortar. So, so in between that time, that period, um, how long did it take you to get to the point where you were satisfied with the product? Yes, uh, excellent question. Well, 
the trial and error phase, I would say why I was doing the food truck and working full time and taking care of family time, uh, it took me roughly, I, I would say about a year to start to just be consistent with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And once I got the consistency down, that's when I started to do events. And once I saw the public accept the product, they were purchasing the product, that's when I added more flavors. And then from there, we went on to the brick and mortar. Okay, okay. So 365 days, that's not, not bad to somewhat perfect the craft. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with, with uh, the food truck, were you, were you mobile? Yes, yes, mobile. Yes. mobile. Okay. We, was, we was actually set up at uh, um, uh, 801. Uh, Station 801 over on Chester, okay. right across from Channel 11. I know. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the lot where they had multiple trucks? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, so uh, Scott Hamilton over there run that uh, station, and, and he does a phenomenal job. Yeah. I talked with him, and we were able to um, set up. And what I would do uh, on my off days, Justin, I would work um, over there. Okay. And um, I, I can remember the times when it would be cold outside, and be raining and I was like, man, I don't want to go. But I knew somebody perhaps would be looking for my product. I have to go over there and, and just keep working, grinding at it. You and said it earlier, consistency. Mm -hmm, that's yeah. it. And so, um, I, can I tell this little story one day? Sure. I was, um, was, was popping over there and, and Scott came out and told me, said, this guy over here is a food critic. You may want to give him some of your popcorn. And I did. Mm -hmm. And Needless to say, the gentleman came back and did a whole story on us, and, um, and he wrote us down during that particular year of one of his best eats. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, so I know that definitely uh, contributed to your success. It and, did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gave you a lot of exposure. A lot of confidence as well. Right, right, right. Yeah. Definitely, definitely <laughs> yeah. man. Makes mm -hmm. you walk around an inch taller. You know, oh, yeah. this guy's a food critic. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. his job to criticize the food. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's good, man. So... How, and you only did the food truck for a year? How long I know. I've been doing the food truck since I still have it. So it's still going on? Yes. Okay. So whenever you're not the brick and mortar, you may be doing events in the food truck. Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're able to just pull up and popcorn. That's it. That's okay. what we do. Uh, we have people that call us. Uh, we have uh, schools we call. Like right now, they're getting uh, ready for the end of the year, and um, they want to do something for the children. And so they'll call us and say, hey, can you come out and pop for our school? So we put them on the schedule. Um, different uh, hospitals, behavior clinics uh, here in Little Rock um, called and they want us to pop for their staff. Okay. And so we have them on schedule to go pop for their staff. Good deal, man. Mm -hmm. So would, would you say that, that that stream of revenue kind of helped make way for the brick and mortar? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think um, when, when, you, when you're dealing with, from the financial side, uh, there are several different components that come into that especially for the entrepreneurs. I'm sure we're going to get into a little bit of that. Yes, sir. Uh, but yes, that's the revenue stream. And if you want to talk about um, um, how it came about uh, putting together the brick and mortar, absolutely, we can do that. Okay. Because I know that with um, with a food truck, you know, as long would you, when you own it outright, you know, it's, it's limited overhead. You don't have much overhead. But with that brick and mortar, that's going to be continuous overhead. Right. Until you own the space that you're going to buy it. Absolutely. If you're leasing the space, you're going to continue to pay for the lease and mm -hmm. pay for the utilities and all of that. Insurance and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right, uh -huh. right. Yeah. yeah. And I know that anyone that knows business, you want to limit your overhead. Absolutely. <laughs> by, by all means necessary, mm -hmm. you want to be successful. Right, um, right. But 
But obviously, the business was picking up and the demand was increasing. So it was it. You saw fit for brick and mortar, right? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, one of our it was in our proposal um, to to be able to be on the internet, sales have internet sales. Um, so therefore, uh, during the food truck, um, you're limited to your major production. So I need to be in the place where I can control temperature control place to be able to handle the production of the online sales. I got you. Mm -hmm. I got you. I got you. That makes sense. So it has to be the popcorn needs to be at room temperature. Well, actually, it just need that's 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 correct because um, temperature outside will affect it when you're talking about uh, maybe drizzle and rain that will affect have an effect on it. But when you're talking about pushing volume, volume uh, needs to be in the control environment. For example, we did 3,400 bags, Justin, for um, Baptist Hospital. And so um, in order to push that volume, it had been tough doing it, you know, Out outside. Yeah, so right. I could be inside, you know, have different parts of the, uh, the, the, the space to maneuver, exactly. you know, and yeah. so that helps out a lot. Exactly. That makes perfect sense, man. So let's, let's talk about this, man. Um, how, how did you get the clientele in the beginning, man? I know you, you was telling me about the colleagues, your coworkers, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, being a guinea pig, testing mm -hmm. the corn. Mm -hmm. But how did you get Mr. Keith Gourmet Kettle Corn out there? Well, actually, um, I started with doing events, and, and you have to have allies. And, and I had a, a, a have still have a terrific ally, and a, and a guy by the name uh, Benito Zumba Ziwa. It's a tough name, right. <laughs> but <Yeah>. he, he, <laughs> he's an extraordinary man. Okay. He works with black businesses, predominantly black businesses, um, and um, he, he works with a company called Remix Ideas. Okay. All right, and um, and he was like a mentor to me, and um, that's where I was able to working with through him and with him, and he normally would put on events, events like African Day. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I am. I am. Yeah, you need to get into Africa days. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then he would do like a, a night markets. So those events were the catalyst to us getting our name out in the city. And then folk in the city began to call. There was uh, department heads putting on events, and they wanted us to come. For example, uh, the city of Little Rock, I was, uh, Pulaski County, actually called, and um, I was working with a guy there. And uh, there was uh, the judge downtown was given um, had some space blocked some space off for us to do um, like lunch, mm -hmm. right right across the street from the courthouse. And uh, we were one of the vendors that was called upon to provide provide that service for them. And then from there we went to um, uh, one of the major events at Two Rivers Park, uh, Pulaski County Day, which was a tremendous tremendous opportunity. Um, and you just snowball from there, different events. I got you. I mm -hmm. got you. So definitely cultivating relationships. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Making that connection. Um, and always, Justin, putting out a good product. That's it. That's mm -hmm. it. Quality. Every time. Quality. I love that, man. So how, how important would you, uh, would you say that uh, the advertising and marketing is for your business? It's, it's majorly important. I think that's one of the, the issues in which... Um, uh, a startup, a young company deals with is the marketing. It's important to continue market because 
you know, marketing can be kind of expensive. It can be. And to see those dollars flowing out the door and not a big return, mm -hmm. but you must continue that. To this day, that's what we're doing okay. as well. Mm -hmm. And you put quite a few quite a few dollars towards marketing yes. outside. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. What, what forms do you use right now? Uh, we use, um, we on, um, of course, we're on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we are using Snapchat. We're trying to get into that. Instagram, all those platforms. Uh, we have our internet uh, website up. Um, we have, uh, we're working with radio. We're working with um, some television ads. Okay. And you can see each one of those platforms, especially when you're talking about the radio and, and television, those are dollars that are flowing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and, and like you said, man, you may not get an immediate return on your investment, but you will eventually get a return on it. Right. But, <laughs> but when you're spending those dollars on the front end, that's just, that's just part of it. Right. You know? It is. It is. It is. It's a sacrifice that got to be made, man. Yeah. Um, so... So once you, you know, you're building, you're building your customer base, you're mm -hmm. building your fan base for the popcorn, man. What what are some of the ways that you keep them coming back to get more corn? Well, we run uh, discounts throughout uh, the week. We have done our, our research and we see uh, the, the heavier flow days of traffic and the light days. And so typically earlier in the week, you would, you would see us on our Facebook page. Folks, you may want to look at the Facebook page because on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays when we run the deals, okay? So uh, we'll run a deal on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, Saturday are pretty much our heavy, heavy days. Okay, okay. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, mm -hmm. sell the most corn. Yes, and, and, and we'll run specials on those days depending on what's happening within the community. For example, when the Razorbacks went on that awesome run in the tournament, yes, sir. yeah, we wanted to, to make sure that the fans and, and, and folks of, of, of the state uh, uh, got in on some of that fun, and so we ran specials during that time. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Definitely. So you got to pay attention to the current events and mm -hmm. what's going on. So I guess you would say um, sports kind of kind of um, increase sales as far as the popcorn? It does. It does? Mm -hmm. what, what's, what's the busiest season for popcorn sales? Uh, for us, it's, it, it tends to be during the holiday time. Okay. You know, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas picks up. Uh, quite a bit because of gifts. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you're gonna you're gonna slack off on on the um, the different uh, activities throughout the week because of the the season has changed. So right. you won't have that many events, you know. But uh, sales pick up uh, really huge during that time of year. Okay, okay. So would you say that like as far as the seasons, would popcorn be more of a winter fall season? Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to try, we, we, that's part of our, our marketing, we want to make it year-round. Mm -hmm. we, we, we feel like, uh, at Mr. Keith, that our product is such that you would crave it every single day. Yes, sir. Yeah, so we're, we're working hard to, to bring that to the public, and we believe once folks know who we are, come into our store and try our product, then they will come back. Okay, I mm -hmm. got you. I like the confidence, man. Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious, man. Uh, what were some of the trials and tribulations that you faced in the beginning when you started this journey? Well, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, most often with entrepreneurs, before it was in your mind, you're an entrepreneur, and to bring it to the market and open the doors or, you know, of the food truck or the brick and mortar, uh, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost resources. Um, so it's oftentimes the biggest uh, issue is financing. Mm -hmm. um, for me, uh, I was I was pretty much innovative. I was in the 
a particular place where um, I wanted to open up as a brick and mortar, but I had to be um, I had to be real with myself and know that there wasn't an option during the time. So then I had to go to the next best option, and that was the food truck. Okay. So I had to scale down on that, and so I was able to um, uh, leverage some resources and buy um, the components that made up the food truck, mm -hmm. and uh, from there. Um, I just worked with what I had, you know, and I made myself content and, uh, you know, and worked my way gradually to where I am today. But it took, it took some, some making some connections. Um, like I said, Benito was one. He loved my product. He knew it was a good product. And, and because he had a connection in the financial field, he was able to help me to make that connection. Um, and once I made the connection, uh, to get financing, uh, and of course, it wasn't traditional. It wasn't at a regular bank. I love to get it. I, to this day, I haven't gotten a loan from a regular traditional bank. Really? No. Uh-uh. Wow. Uh -huh. Even though I'm dealing with my account is in a traditional bank, uh -huh. that bank has yet to loan me any money. Wow. That, that, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Man. It is crazy. You switch your money over there, yeah. but they won't loan you any. Right, right. Yeah. Right. That that has to change. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And and a lot of businesses are dealing with that. Right. Absolutely. Right. And the funds you putting in there, man, they loaning out, drawing interest off of it. Absolutely. They won't even take a chance with you. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 And so um, from there, I realized because I leveraged resources that I already had, then I was able to turn around and use the food truck as collateral to mm. get the loan to open up the brick and mortar. Okay. So it ha you have to be creative. Right. Most most often, oftentimes I should say that um, there's so much pressure when you're an entrepreneur trying to open up your doors. You're thinking about so many things, and once you get down to funding, that could be the difference between going forward or, or your dream dying in the parking lot, as as they say. But if you would think about it, especially if you're a homeowner. Maybe you have retirement, 401k. Um, those are items that can be used to leverage those resources. You can take a second on your home right. to get some money. Right. You right. can um, borrow money from your 401k, in which what I did. And then once I had my equipment paid for, Justin, I was able to now turn that equipment over again and use it for collateral to get the resources necessary for the brick and mortar. Right, right, right. Like you said, you got to be creative. Mm -hmm. But you know, you had a vision. And you had faith, so you mm -hmm. stepped out on it. You know what right. I mean? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, just faith without work is dead, man. That's scripted. You, you read, I can tell. Uh-huh, that's true. Being honest, man, God mm -hmm. gave you the vision. Yes. And, and you, you stepped out. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that, man. I love that story, man. So what, what advice would you give for an aspiring entrepreneur, man, someone that's looking to get started in whatever industry, it doesn't matter what they want to do? Excellent question. I would say to those entrepreneurs out there that's, that's looking to get your vision started, uh, do your research. First and foremost, um, know your clientele and um, begin to pull it together. Make, make the connections within the city because there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of options out there uh, that, where you can network. And once you're networking, those, uh, your networking is going to be the key mm -hmm. because People are thinking and they have information that you hadn't even thought about. And you need to hear that. Right. You know, 
sometimes it can be critical. And crit take it from me, I, I sometimes when I get uh, critical analysis, I kind of cringe at it, but it's, it helps me. Right. You know, I have to accept that and then have to uh, give thought to it and then, and then respond to that. So, yes, I would say uh, know your, your, your clientele. Uh, for me, I had to know, for example, um, where I was going to open up at. You have to do an analysis, uh, depending on what type of business you're going into. Mine, being the food service, I had to, to really give thought to uh, location, 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 yes, sir. right? Yes, sir. And so, and, 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 and really, uh, the location that I'm at now was not the original location that I was seeking. Really? Yeah, I had to make a decision. Was I going to open up or was my dream going to die in the parking lot? And I had to move forward to it. Sometimes you have to get out your own way, Justin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hear a lot, man. I hear mm -hmm. a lot. Um, and I noticed you said location, 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 man. With with it being gourmet uh, popcorn, I'm gonna just take a wild guess and say that you would be seeking um, a more of a higher higher class neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Would that be correct? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. Really? Uh, uh, because because the product. Let me use myself. When I was given the popcorn, it was such a high level quality item, I didn't mind paying for it. If you, if, if, if an individual like a product and they may not be able to afford it, if they like it, they're going to figure out a way to pay for it. That's true. That's true. They're going to figure out a way to pay for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, and I felt like when we open up in our current location, the prior location wasn't in, in more, it wasn't as affluent as this location, but according to my analysis, based on events that I've done and the people that I see, mm -hmm. they could have, it would have worked. It would work. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, definitely. So I, I can tell that you keep up with the data and yes. you, you pay attention to where these individuals are coming from. Absolutely. Okay. They'll travel. That's smart business. Mm -hmm. They will. They yeah. will for what they want. I did it. Right. I did it. And I can tell you a story. Uh, again, I work for an airline. And when I would travel through Chicago, I made it my business to find nuts on Clark and buy their popcorn before I made my connection. Wow. I made it my business. So I know, based on my analysis of myself, mm -hmm. that people would do or go and acquire that product if it's a good product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sell itself. Mm -hmm. It sell itself. Man, definitely. I'm, I'm curious, Mr. Fox, um, what... What are some of your dreams, goals, and aspirations moving forward for your for your brand? Man, I appreciate that. Uh, man, that's awesome. It's 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 so vast, and uh, I almost definitely want to share it with your audience. Um, what we want to do, as you mentioned, we were talking off camera, and you was mentioning that um, you see my truck over in Charlotte Garden. Part of our business model is to give back to the community. Um, I think it's it's very important that young people, and particularly uh, black folks, see successful entrepreneurs and business owners. And that, w that I believe, would give them a, a dream of their own. And I think um, that would begin to change the conditions of some of our people. Uh, because um, when I was growing up, 
I really didn't have a whole lot of successful people to look upon. And I know that plays a major part in the growth of a young person. And so we want to make sure we uh, give back to the community, uh, share with them the vision. And, and uh, in addition to that, we want to do um, microwave popcorn. Okay. Okay. And, and one of the things we want to do in terms of helping our community, we want to do like a reentry program. Uh, folks coming from prison, we want to give them an opportunity to, to work uh, in the warehouse uh, producing this microwave popcorn, uh, pay them good wages mm -hmm. because that will change their conditions and the conditions of our community. Right. Um, we want our company not to be just a money-making capitalist company. Of course, that's what you want to do. You want to make money, true, true. but you want to give back as well. You want to employ others for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, starting with our family, uh, we want to franchise out as well uh, throughout the country. We would like to um, see our product in, in the major uh, sporting arenas, football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Um, that's part of the dream. Right, right. I think um, that would take us quite a ways, it huh? It will. It will, man. <laughs> it will. But you know what? I love it, man. It's big, big dreams and big goals. Um, mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of these inspirational speakers speak, and they say if your dreams don't scare you, you need to think bigger. Oh, I like that. You need to dream bigger. Yeah. If they don't scare you, you need to dream bigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I love that, man. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, man. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience before we sign off? You know, I would. You know, we want you to come and and try our, our product. We uh, we know we have a good product, and we think that you will really enjoy it. But more importantly. Um, we want to make sure that our presence is known in, in ways that we are part of the community. That's what I want to share most, uh, um, most of all. I want Mr. Keith, our brand, to be well known, not just for for profit, but we want you to know that we are in our community and we're making a difference. Mm -hmm. Definitely, man. That's very Wake up. 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 Wake up.